Welcome to Living Holistically with Dane and Indy, your hosts, where we share with you some of the most empowering ways to live a life that's caring to ourselves, others, and the planet. We will be delving into a related topic every Tuesday, one season at a time, bringing you the experts behind the practices and tools we've tried and tested over the years. So keep listening and enjoy the show. On today's episode, Indy and myself will be wrapping up our season on sleep with all the key takeaways and tools that we personally use and speak about throughout the season, as well as other important aspects of sleep that we haven't touched base on nor dedicated a whole episode to, but are also very important that we use as well. So we thought we'll start with today one of the most important elements to sleep that we personally believe, and that's blue blocking eyewear. So episode six, we speak a lot about blue blocking eyewear and why I created Buckley Eyewear. But one of the best takeaways with that we found is that a great starting point for people that have never had experience with blue blocking glasses before is that we personally recommend the Uvex glasses. And recently we've been looking online and found that there's a I think a more optimized or a new version that they've created with some like a better, more comfortable um, design. And that's only about 23 Australian dollars. So that's why we recommend this as one of the first starting points. So for those that have never had experience with wearing blue blocking glasses, that's incredibly affordable. And, and it's a great place for people to get that experience of wearing blue blocking glasses. Especially if you've never worn an orange pair, because that's where the real benefit is for sleep. And other companies out there will tell you that, you know, the clear ones will help with your sleep, but because they're not blocking out um, very much blue light at all, as has been shown in, um, in tests with a spectrometer that measures the light, um, you're not going to be getting very much value there and it's not going to be um, able to release optimum melatonin for you for sleep. So that's what we recommend there. And I've had personal experience as well with like the old plastic ones and for wearing them a long time, they can get a little bit uncomfortable. So this is a really good option. As Dan was saying, that might be, we haven't had personally used them ourselves as it's new, but it looks like it will be more comfortable and just, yeah, an affordable way to start wearing them. And again, like all the tips that we are recommending that we've personally used, but also recommend is that it always comes with the element of economical like affordability for people as well we don't want it to be um to break the bank so to speak and want it to be really practical for people to apply and try today and so hence why we recommend that's a, a perfect starting point if you've never had experience with blue blockers um we don't even bo- don't even bother with the clear blockings indy said as well they're not going to help with sleep and this is all based on sleep this season so that's why that's the best starting point for 23 dollars for a pair and then if people that have had experience and want to go up to the next level, obviously for multiple reasons, Barkley Eyewear glasses I created um, would be a great place to sort of upgrade. Or if people want to just go straight to a pair of glasses that are um, more um, aesthetically pleasing, they can go straight to Barkley Eyewear as well. Two different styles there. We talk about a lot about that in episode six. So you can refer back to that if you want to hear more about that. Um, and yeah, it's just, again, that's a more affordable option as well, because if you want to buy multiple pairs of glasses, that can get quite expensive from other leading brands. And it's key to have the at least amber or red tint at nighttime to really have that optimum melatonin release in the body and so we, that's why we recommend that as well so for blue blocking eyewear that are two obviously that we recommend for people um for multiple reasons so episode six if you want to learn more about that 
And obviously the next thing would be to, instead of getting just, instead of changing all your um, globes again, you know, like you probably did when they said it was more sustainable to have LEDs and, you know, everyone changed the light bulbs and now people are seeing that like that isn't the healthiest option and they probably want to change them to a healthier um, amber or red. But we found that a more um, economical and also um, much more practical option is just to get a really affordable um, headlamp or, you know, one each that has a red light function. So it's a lot softer as well. It's on your head, so it's not coming down on you because even the intensity of the light can um, affect you as well. Yeah, so I'm obsessed with sort of searching the internet to find like the cheapest option for people as well and just for ourselves because i don't want to recommend like buy a 50 dollar headlamp and buy batteries to go with it and want to have it has to be rechargeable so it can be um sustainable as well and more optimal for the environment um and some of these ones obviously with the plastic parts we don't really personally recommend from that but at the same time for we found if you check out the show notes as well just recently found a new set of headlamps that have that meet the requirements of having the red light function and that's rechargeable and that obviously tilts as well and they're about i think it's twenty dollars for a two-pack so it'd be ten dollars for a headlamp and so that's ridiculously cheap and that is what we personally recommend and use. And as India is saying, don't think it's also practical nor affordable to be um, changing all the light bulbs in your house, especially if you're renting. Um, but even if you're not renting as well, then just trying to go around and change it all. You're still using power and electricity, which is we find unnecessary. And then leaving the bulbs in there and having them just on occasion. So 90% of the time, you're not using them at nighttime. But if you have guests over and maybe you need some bit of extra lighting or if you spill something and you need to see better. You probably don't want to make it like all lit up red like a brothel. No, you, you don't, you don't want to have a brothel looking house. But some people, like, that's a really big um, sort of uh, space right now with well, people with red you, lights as well. Also, people saying that they travel with their light bulbs. That's insane. It's like a glass bulb. Why wouldn't you just travel with a smaller, more compact um, and safer headlamp? Um, yeah. Yeah, $10 headlamp. So, yeah, that's for it's us, it doesn't make, them. doesn't make any sense to be like going out. And, and there are a lot of the companies as well, the blue blocking companies out there as well, that are really um, pushing for those um, new light bulbs. And most of them have like they're quite good and they do have a good sort of, um, they could have a good temperature of lighting that's ideal. But again, you're changing up all your light bulbs versus buying a ten dollar headlamp that you just navigate throughout the house and nighttime. So um from multiple angles that's why we personally recommend that. And yeah, it just makes a lot of sense to us. Yeah. From another aspect of like you're not getting so much light. It's more it's close it's as close to having um it be dark as possible, I guess, instead of having it all lit up red. Um the other thing is if you did want to change any bulbs, probably the best thing to do is change your lamps out if they have LED ones to that warmer hue. Um, or red one if you want to. And so the next thing we want to touch base on is eye masks. And so we briefly mentioned in an episode with Truth Corkins, episode one and two, we talk about the Dream Essentials organic cotton sleep eye mask, which is the one I personally use and what we recommend as well on our website and on the show notes as well. And from memory, they're around about, I think, 30 or $40. And so another key element, I've experimented with a bunch of eye masks over the years and personally trying to find ones that I 
that actually suit my requirements as well. And so being of as natural materials as possible. So organic cotton is key. You don't want to have any sort of like synthetic dyes or even synthetic materials on your eyes when you sleep at nighttime or even in contact with skin ever really, but um, especially eye masks as well. So one key element I found too that was important with the eye mask that we recommend, the Dream Essentials one as well, it has the ability to um, it has like a raised area so your eyes aren't touching the actual eye mask itself. And so I found from my sort of looking through and experimenting, but also looking online as well and research is that it's important not to have your eyes um, complete contact with the eye mask because that can affect your REM sleep when you're in your rapid eye movement part of your sleep as well. So, and it's just not comfortable. I find I, I, I can't really sleep if I have a pressure on my eyes. Um, whereas if I have a blackout sort of eye mask, it does a really good job. And so it does, I do find it does come off th- throughout the night. Um, it's not a big deal. I'm just trying to find it and put it back on. Um, but for those that really want to sort of darken their environment and really want to practice dark therapy as well, um, having an eye mask is key. And I've found it important for myself seeing we do have some light coming in, in through our bedroom and so like to have the um the eye mask on and so and also having something that sleeps um that is a cooling as well i found that i did have a silk eye mask that i tried out which was recommended by i guess um, some of the big health professionals out there and i found that was really hot and i'd get quite mm-hmm. hot with the like that silk straight on my head and so that wasn't a good option so i guess experimenting and seeing what yeah. materials work best have tried a couple like i found the silk one it did press um yeah quite it felt like it was pressing down on my eyes and uncomfortable. So I just didn't wear that for very long. Um, same with the other ones. And then with the one that Dane's mentioning, um, I've tried it, but I guess it falls off too much. And I guess I, I just don't feel like I'm a eye mask person. And maybe that's to do as well with, um, I'm not that as sensitive to light. And I find as well that there has to be some importance of having that natural moonlight as we do up here. Um, especially being a woman and aligning your cycle. So I I find as as long as I'm not sort of up and it's keeping me awake, I, yeah, for me personally, don't feel I need an eye mask. So, yeah, we do recommend that people do experiment and see. We, for, obviously, we endorse anything that's of natural material. So if you're going for cotton, find organic cotton. If you're going for silk, going for 100% silk and trying to find things without any dyes or synthetic materials in there. And it also really depends on your environment. Like everyone's is going to be different. If you live in a city where there's heaps of artificial light, for sure, you're definitely going to want to get an eye mask and um, have really good blackout binds or curtains. Yeah, that's a good one too. Blackout curtains, we can touch base mm. on that. But yeah, that's a great investment as well. The blackout curtains as well yeah, into your room. Helps. Uh, going on to the next thing as well, we want to, we want to talk about melatonin too. So melatonin, we speak about that briefly with truth in I think episode two and we personally, our personal approach to this from my understanding with everything to do with melatonin to do with sleep as well is that, um, we, the best or the lowest hanging fruit most effective is wearing blue blocking glasses from sunset um, with the amber or red tint blocking up to 500 nanometers like minimum and that's key to getting like the natural uh, release of melatonin through and that's i find that really important to be that's like the step one i'd find and then the step two would be if you want to have an extra boost then go to a liquid melatonin like a liquid low dose melatonin that's alcohol free so glycerin based and truth did mention that briefly in uh episode two and so that's what we've been experimenting with recently actually is um Mm -hmm. Because it's non-pharmaceutical and I'd actually had a really bad experience because there are certain times where melatonin's 
recommended to supplement like if you're traveling overseas and you're trying to realign your circadian rhythm but um the dosages that the pharmaceutical ones come in are the ones that you get in a script they're usually way too high and you end up having all these um unwanted side effects in the terms of like you just feel weird you have really weird dreams the the grogginess people usually associate with like exactly i think high doses of melatonin so that's why a low dose liquid melatonin where you can Mm, titrate the amount exactly yeah so i know indy tend to pump her melatonin lately and she's having (laughs) more bigger doses than i have but it's great to experiment with as well so last night i had about 15 drops which was like i think 1.5 maybe milligrams might have been on that and so and that's a, again glycerin glycerin based alcohol free melatonin but where you can sort of um, experiment for yeah, yourself because there's going to be so many variable factors with how much melatonin you're producing depending on you know your sunlight exposure uh what time of the year it is your how age. old you are yeah there's so many different factors so to be able to have a really low dose where you can just um very slightly adjust it with the drops is going to be key if that's something that you want to experiment with and you've already um got your melatonin as optimal as you can with natural things such as uh the dark therapy um and some exposure in the day yeah hence why we recommend as like the first step is wearing blue blocking glasses um we don't recommend having like supplementing melatonin and then exposing your eyes to the blue light because that can mm. have some damaging effects on the eyes as well and can really mess up the sort of the alignment of the body. So that's why we like, that's why blue blocking eyewear is so important for us. And then step two, if people want a more yeah. extra dose and experiment with is like trying out the melatonin, yeah, which we recommend. Yeah, it is also well. a powerful anti-aging supplement being such a potent antioxidant. Um, so there are benefits in that sense as well. It's just... Yeah, you've, you've got to find the sweet spots for yourself if it's something you want to try. But again, we just want to emphasize we don't believe in quick fixes or a magic pill. So this is something to try as a secondary tool to first dark therapy with uh, the blue blocking glasses and low level of lighting and red light. So next up, we have the magnesium. So this one's a... Um Sounds particularly cool for us as well because we have had a lot of experience now with the uh, activation products magnesium, which is transdermal, which is means that you spray it on your skin and it's topical. Uh, we, I've personally, we spoke about an episode with Ian Clark, the founder of Activation Products. We were saying before we had a lot of experience with other magnesium products out there and most of them out there, even a lot of them out there these days that I've seen recently with the health professionals and influencers out there that recommend magnesium, I just simply look to the supplement facts and see the what's in there. And large majority of them, no matter what type of form of magnesium, um, people don't seem to be talking about the fillers that are added into as well. So anything with any sort of sterates, any sort of silica, uh, silicon dioxide, they're all added into the, um, as Truth mentioned as well, added into machines as like flowing agents. Excipients. Excipients as well. Yeah, they're added into machines to make it easier for to um, to sort of encapsulate the pills. And so these things we've found from um, Truth's understanding as well is that they're, they're really sort of damaging towards the kidneys as well and, and they leak the gene. And so that's an area that we were, I was quite fascinated with when I was taking my magnesium L-theronate for a while now. I think the brand was Life Extension. And at the back of it, it's had silicon dioxide and magnesium sterate in it. And so I threw that out. And pretty much the only, the only magnesium now we take is the uh, transdermal um, magnesium ease um, from activation. And so we 
also had experiment with other transdermal topical magnesiums as well. And we found that they do get quite itchy in the skin. So I've, I've experimented with a few. Um, if you buy just a magnesium chloride flakes and you add in water into it as well and shake it up and then spray that in your skin, it does leave a residue, like a sort of a white residue as well. And it you've got to wash it off. You've got to wash it off. It's a bit annoying. It doesn't absorb fully into the skin and it gets quite itchy. So I've tried a few and that's not an option that we recommend. So for such an affordable option for magnesium, it's such a bioavailable form of magnesium. Um, we honestly would personally find that. And if you can find a form without any of those um, fillers in there, any of the magnesium sterates, sterates, um, silicon dioxides, silica as well, which is not biological silica, um, there, then obviously that's a, another option to look into. But I haven't personally come across anything in my years of looking for magnesium that has all that in there. And so we just find it a lot easier to have the activation magnesium as our preferred choice for those reasons as well. And the second activation product for sleep that we saw was recommended to use um, is black cumin oil, which I actually didn't know at the time was black seed oil. And that's how we know it in Australia and in the health food shop. So I've seen a lot of people use it because it, you know, pretty much, I guess, helps with everything except, you know, death, (laughs) cures everything but death is the sort of thing people say. So it has so many uses, but one of the big um, impacts I've seen with taking it before bed um, in even just such a low dose, like half a teaspoon, is that it really keeps your, um, your nasal passages open. And I'm not even someone I think that snores or gets, yeah, really blocked. But even just that little bit where more, you know, one side's blocked and you wake up just sort of stuffy. So that was, I guess, the first really noticeable thing where that didn't happen. And then again, there's just all the other other benefits. But to talk just on sleep, I think that was probably the biggest takeaway with that one. Yeah, which is great to hear that again. If you want to listen to the episode with Ian Clark there, I think it's episode three. We talk briefly, he mentions a lot about black cumin oil and mm. some of the benefits as well, but we didn't have experience until about the last month or so now. We've had experience with it taking it nightly and about a half a teaspoon, I think it is. And it does have quite an intense taste. You do people- get used to it though. I was going to yeah. mention that and having something that, um, you know, is a little bit maybe sweet or different afterwards can help. Um, you know, it's maybe- just medicine. If yeah. you can just. You do definitely get used to it and make sure you shake it as well because that will make sure it's mixed in um, and maybe not so harsh. (laughs) Yeah. So next one, we're just just rattling off these these people. So it might be easy to listen to us on 0.5 speed or to listen to this a few times over to get all these tips. We'll have everything we speak about as well in the show notes. So make sure you you check out the show notes. All the links will be there. More information into that. Yeah. And this again, again, this is just our personal experience and from everything that we've learned over the years. So we do encourage everyone to go out there and just find what resonates with them as well and so don't doesn't mean you have to buy every single product that we recommend it's like just farm it resonates with you this is what we yeah. use consistently what There's we recommend something that you're drawn to that you haven't tried before it's really you know it's really nice to sort of add these things in one by one um especially so you can see the effect it has because it's more noticeable than lumping a whole you know adding a whole ton of things in at once as well yeah and again it comes down to as well for us is like has to be the almost something like the highest quality source that we can possibly find as well as practical and affordable because it costs a ridiculous mm. amount of price and it's like it's not sustainable for us for ourselves yeah. to personally take nor for and anybody else we can recommend a good, that a fairly good environmental impact as well yeah 
And so we're going on to the next activation product, which will be iodine. So we have had personal experience with iodine for a while now. I guess a lot of people are, are scared of iodine for whatever reason they've been told. And uh, again, if you look into, if you're going to do your own personal research into iodine, realize how beneficial and how deficient this mineral is, especially in, in the Australia. World. In our soils, we pretty much don't get any now. Um, and one of the, you don't want it to be added in a form like iodized salt or something because you just don't know, um, yeah, how good that quality is or, you know, what dosage as well. Um, you're better off getting it from things like sea veg that are, um, in a relatively low dose, depending on the type of sea vegetable. Um, but that's a very good natural clean source. And then the other option that we've really, really grateful to have found because, you know, we've tried things like Lugals and um, Atomidate as well. And Lugals is one that you want to just, they say it's only really acutely. I think it has, um, as um, Ian was saying, the skull and crossbones on it because it is so strong. Um, so to have something that's really safe, especially for people that do have thyroid problems and so are very, very sensitive to even the smallest amounts of iodine is just, yeah, a really good thing to come across. So we had to share it, even though it's not probably so closely linked to sleep. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these, there's so many areas that, that will be intricately sort of, um, intricately uh, complex and when you come to sleep and so they all even though iodine is not something like a direct sleep supplement interconnected. And it's interconnected so the word I'm looking for and so this iodine as well is such an easy delivery system that you can just spray it as well it's very it's like one of the most bioavailable sources of iodine i've come across and our personal experience with the atomidine was very gentle as well but that is like almost impossible to source now mm. and for the affordability of this iodine from activation and the accessibility and all that as yeah, well i think it's a great having addition taste pretty strong in a cup of water and you know in the middle of winter it's not very appealing to have a iodine cold glass of water in the morning so yeah we found this is i guess much much easier and i guess that encourages you to use it more frequently because you only want to have a little bit every day yeah That's like five sprays in the back of the throat like that consistently mm-hmm. daily like sort of like very low dose as well if you're not trying to deal with any sort of um medical issue i guess with it that's sort of more of a um a regular sort of top up yeah so next one we go into emfs so this one we talk with patrick vanderbert of geovital we have a few episodes that we touch base on that that you can go into a little bit deeper into the um the science and a little bit about the um more about that as well and again we encourage you to guys to look into look into for yourself what resonates but our personal recommendation and one of our biggest takeaways that comes from that as well would be to go to your um, power board. Power board? The, um, yeah, your switch box. Switch board. Switch box. Yeah, power whatever. box in, in the house or outside of the house that controls all the electricity yeah. in your place. It's a lot easier in apartments because they're usually inside there, like just inside the front door there. So it's very easy to flip it open and just find the uh, the switches. So you can experiment which switches that actually switch off the room. So make sure you don't switch off the ones with the, the fridge. Um, but you might the one for your bedroom is key to have that switched off. So the power turns and into like ideally, a blackout zone. You know, it's then also at the same time turning off your Wi-Fi. So your Wi-Fi is probably in another room, not your bedroom. But the switch should also be connected to the room that turns off the Wi-Fi, ideally. 
I'll yes, that as, as many well. rooms as possible as you can. Like, Without turning the fridge off. Yeah, like the, as the key elements to turn off as well, because it's not necessary at night. Mm-hmm. But as we learn in the episodes to go back, you actually find that the electricity still runs through the wires and your walls. And so having all that switched off turns your room into like a blackout zone. And that becomes a lot of e- that, that, that sort of assists with qu- deeper quality sleep as well. And so that will be like our first step that people can do right now. It's mm-hmm. free. And it's very it easy to do. has one of the do. biggest impacts we found in yeah. sleep. And so people it's can free. experiment with that exactly. And they can do that daily, make it like a routine out of that as well. So you consistently do that. And that's such an easy thing to implement right now. And then yeah, s- make an alarm if you have to before bed. Yeah. an alarm's great. We have alarms still ourselves to have just to start our evening routine. Mm-hmm. But we'd say step two for that would be to then go into having a geovital home assessment. So that will take things to the next level and getting a geovital consultant out there to really inspect your house and have your own individual sort of custom solutions mm-hmm. um, provided for your place because every place is so different around the world and wherever With you live wiring, as well. The you wiring. You don't know what they did exactly. when they built the house unless you've built it yourself. So that, again, that comes, the, the, the first option is free with switching the power off and that will give you like a head start in, on, into all this as well. And step two would be the geovital home assessment. We have all the links in the, in the bios, um, in our show notes as well, which gives um, all the feedback and where to go into that and to look into that and see if that's an option that you want to explore as well. And I guess the next thing and one of the most important things that you've probably already heard at this point is to not have your phone in the room while you sleep. So it's still emitting things, even if you've got it in airplane mode, um, there's yeah, still uh, EMFs being emitted from that phone and you just don't want it anywhere near your brain. If you listen to Truth episode, you'll understand why. And Patrick's as well, probably. You just don't want it anywhere near there. And the other thing, obviously, make if you do need an alarm, make sure you just get you know a good little battery one if you need to some days have an alarm. So we have like an Ikea, a, a cheap little battery operated Ikea alarm the clock that does the job. Um, that's good enough. And so, and another thing that you were saying about the phone, not only is it still like in airplane mode, if you still like desperately need it by your bed, have an airplane mode, it's still, it, it deters the factor that you're going to wake up and then check your phone as well. It's like- and also before bed, like I found that was a big issue for me, having my phone in the bedroom. It was, you still have it there and you'll most likely just, you know, keep being on it right up until you decide to go to sleep. And that might push your bedtime way out as well, which is what I found. Yeah. I didn't have that problem. (laughs) (laughs) I found um, (laughs) I can be way more consistent if I have it charging in another room. Again, in one of the rooms that where the power's not cut off, um, that works really, really well Mm. for two-pronged approach to help you sleep deeper and also not be distracted before bed or have that stimulation and um, overstimulation with the phone um, and causing your your bedtime to blow out. So I, I guess that really covers the area of electromagnetic frequencies and non-native EMFs. And so that if people want to learn more, can check out GeoVital and go further into the episodes that we have about that. Uh, but these are the, like the most practical tips and takeaways that people can do right now that really have the positive impact towards quality sleep and so the next one we want to touch base on is primal organics and so they're terpene based products that we've been using for a bit a while now and we've been experimenting with their whole range um, quite recently and we want to particularly touch base on the calm and relieve 
that we've personally used that we found are quite effective for sleep. And so we've had quite an experience with Calm now, um, the product, and that's really effective for us that I've found in multiple reasons, but also the Relieve, um, the Relieve spray and also the Relieve um, drops as well that we've had. Yeah, and also the Women's Relieve. That was a really big one for me um, because, as I'm sure, if you're a woman listening, you'll know what it's like to um, have cycle pain and not be able to sleep and just be really achy and that really uh yeah helped so much with that in my sleep so and dane recently as well had a bit of a backache and having the spray spray applied before bread as well as the drops um yeah really allowed him to be able to get to sleep without that pain so yeah we can quite comfortably feel that we can sort of endorse and promote these products as well because we've had the again anything that we promote or sort of recommend is we usually will have our personal experience first and then we'll see if mm. it's effective and then we'll recommend we've it for others as well use calm for at least a year now at first really consistently but we found as well that um we didn't need as much i guess as it goes on because um as you use it more so it's most effective if you use it for at least two weeks to sort of make sure you really balance things but after that because it's helping with your nervous system um and on your endocannabinoid system it's meant to actually balance things out a bit more and then you know you might have an unusually um hectic day or a situation where you just you know really can't settle down and maybe that's a time when um you need to use it or you just feel like you need that sort of um boost i guess of calming down your system yeah maybe you have an extra stressful job or something and we touched base a lot more on that with the episode with frank the founder of primal organics and go into i guess being a more affordable option than cbd and an alternative to cbd as well so i know again when we spoke about that in the episode i was saying how i've been curious to try cbd products for a while because of so many of the health professionals um promote it and say how beneficial it is as well um but uh, sort of our understanding I guess with our coach truth you want to find something like zero thc if possible but at the same time the affordability behind it as well so mm-hmm. most of these products for australians as well you're looking at like a, a minimum of about and $150 for um, for the CBD products. And whereas these, for the, the Calm and Primal Organics products, they're about $50. And so for and more sustainability reasons. Yeah. It's also, in my experience, you don't have that immediate effect with CBD. I've used uh, a CBD that costs about $150 for a little bottle. And it just, I don't know, I've used it at the full dose um, from a friend and I didn't feel anything. So it was really interesting to hear um, people that have used CBD have found that the terpenes, the primal organics terpenes, have worked um, just as good, if not better, than the, um, the CBD oil they were using. So, yeah, they also Frank also noted that a lot of the terpenes, which are really active constituents that um, are what make it effective, have been removed when they do the CBD oil and then added back in. So that can also cause it to be less effective and more imbalanced, I guess, as he was explaining. Yeah, and and again, we come down to being the affordability options that we just don't see these things as being, um, unless they're going to give you three times more value, which we don't personally believe would be possible as well. Um, If people can consistently take these um, products and not, again, non-addictive, non-habit forming as well. And so we had the experience with it. We can sort of promote it and recommend it. And that's why we sort of um, want to say Primal Organics is a great mm. sort of product as well. And it's just a really great company as well. If you listen to Frank speak, speak, like he's just, his heart's in the right place. And he believes that's 
part of why they're so effective because he has good intentions and he's just looking to help people and not to make money out of it. Yeah. And I, I think, and again, touching base on what Ian Clark said as well is that is like, we're no longer in a space now where like, I know we say there's a lot, listen to this episode might be a lot of products where people be like, it's so much going on there, but we need all the assistance that we possibly can now in the state and the world in the state of how people are in these days as well, is that we do recommend that if you can experiment with these, um, our options that we do that and try that as well, because you need all the assistance you can get. Cause right now mm-hmm. we're not in the space where we're living in quite a relaxed, easy sort of restful life just yet. Uh, these things can help assist towards that. And it doesn't mean take for life but it just means it's very important this is also not an exhaustive list of things we've tried this is just the things that we found to be most effective affordable um and yeah economical and um have the biggest impact for you so yeah and so next one we want to touch base on is this one's like a we haven't really spoke about this one but this is the light box as well so and morning sun gazing so we did touch base a little bit on this on the episode i did with myself or interviewed me with barkley eyewear was the light box and i know people might be familiar with that it's just a sort of like a bright light box that helps with mood it sort of looks like an ipad but there's it's yeah nothing on the screen it's just light coming from it yes i mean again there's so many different products out there um we've experimented in one recently and it sits at about uh there's three different options but we usually usually about five thousand kelvin so which is similar it's close to maybe like the same hour sort of as like midday sun or so and so that could be quite beneficial if you're living in dark environments with long winters Mm -hmm. uh we've moved up to the mountains recently here and it's the winters are a lot longer here and a lot colder and we find that it's a lot more difficult to get, say, morning sun gazing. So that would be our number one choice our for people. And also, you know, um, in north, yeah, it's not an ideal aspect for the sun to capture that morning sun, which is a bit frustrating. But yeah, it's an old place, and we're just doing the best we can. Sometimes that means sitting in front of the laundry on stools. But um, <laughs> we've found that when there wasn't any sun at all it really affected our mood. So that's why we had to go with the light box because we also found that the full spectrum light bulbs aren't available with our um, voltage system here in Australia. So they're only really made for the Northern Hemisphere because they're, they're the ones that have the most problems. But yeah, that's, that was what we found was probably the next best thing. Would be, yeah, the light, light box or the retimer glasses, which I've worn. If you may, people may have seen me wear them on Instagram as well. I wear the retimer glasses as well, which are like glasses that shine like a bright light in your eye. It's like a safe sort of green light as well. So it's not like blasting your face with all this blue light. And with the light box as well, we didn't use it for a long time. It's just a very short period to sort of like kickstart or even anchor our circadian rhythm. Obviously, yeah, like while the, you're eating breakfast, kind of thing. Obviously, the best place to start, if you have access to it, would be morning sun gazing. So, getting out in that time in the morning and looking towards the sun, getting that exposure of the sun into the eyes, into the skin as well. That's the great place to start. But if you're not in an environment that's conducive to that, um, whether you live in where we are or somewhere else, like very northern and very southern as well, um, then again, it might be worth to, worth looking into a light box to see how that can sort of assist, um, not to replace the sun, um, but also to maybe just assist for people that are in that those darker environments. And so mm, that's a lot of people deal with, um, yeah, that seasonal that, affective yeah, disorder. Yeah. That depression and all that mood yeah. disorder that comes with it. Because the lack of light is, is really crucial as well. So just having even exposure to like just a, a little bit of that as well is key. And, and in the summer periods, just getting access to that and being sensible with that sun exposure. And so mm. as people might not be aware, or maybe they are aware is that melatonin is produced, um, in with sunlight exposure and then it's released at night. So and it's also telling your body, um, what time of the day it is 
due to what sun's coming in on your body. So that also happens not just through your eyes, but actually through your skin. So which is why, you know, it can be important not to cover your whole body up and also for um, vitamin D, of course. But uh, we've gotten to the point where we're so afraid of the sun that a lot of not us personally, I love the sun. Yeah, but I'm yeah talking about us in general as people um, because of what we've seen happen with skin cancer, where it goes to the extreme. So we're so afraid of it. We're using really toxic sunscreens that do more harm than good, and that are actually blocking uh, the vital nutrients um, that we get from the sun. And when it's in moderation, it's actually very healing, but it's just a shame that, you know, we've taken it to the extreme for the um, purpose of tanning or just, you know, wanting to be out in the sun in the hottest day, um, the hottest time of the day, say at the beach or something. And that's when the damage can happen. But if you're using it um, in a really conscious way, I guess, for health, um, you can have really good impacts on your, um, your immunity on your um on your mood vitamin d production everything else that comes on your sleep yeah so that's again if you have that if you can get exposure to sunlight sort of consistently is like the ideal is like um but not going over exposure because the uv damage can be bad as well and so a great place to start that we recommend is the d minder app we'll put that in the show notes as well and that's an app that i've used um for a while now i don't use anymore now because intuitively i know when to get the sun and when to go into the shade and that as well but we do if you watch an animal like we watch leo he just intuitively knows to sun gaze in the morning if he's allowed, you know, allowed out. And then when well, he's, he's, not, he's not intentionally <laughs> sun gazing, he, he just is. likes being in the sun. <laughs> Dogs no, and cats. but he's looking towards the sun with little squinty eyes, like in the morning. He like, he does do it. Yeah. And then if you observe him in the middle of the day, um, say at lunchtime, he'll go in the sun, he'll come back out, he'll go in the sun, come back out. Like he won't just stay in the sun for the sake of, you know, enjoying the sun. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people can, uh, what a, I know a lot of people, but most people in the, the sort of mainstream sort of narrative is like they will just their mind or their ego, it can override their body's sort of um, natural mm. ability to sort of cue them to be able to go um, into the shade or where like, or where get, yeah, get shade really in the sun. So when it comes in the summer months, it's really key to, it's a start with, I say for people, the D-Minder app where you can put in your location and give you a UV index. It will give you like how much vitamin D production you will uh, create or how much is ideal for that time, your skin tone, all these different factors as well. And it's a great place to start for people to get like a good hit of uh, vitamin D and sunlight as well, but also monitor that. And then once their body gets in, once you get sort of in, instead of in tune intuitively with your body, you know when you have too much mm. or too little sunlight. And unless you're going out in the middle of the day for long periods, like don't wear sunscreen and don't recommend it. If you were, you would use a good natural sunscreen as well instead of one that, you know, is going to cause problems with a, all the toxins. A good uh, a good recommendation for people to do, if you're not going to put... If, you put it on your skin, then you should be able to also consume it in, in your mouth because your skin is your largest organ. So it's just absorbing you, it into your exactly. bloodstream. Exactly. So if you're not going to consume it through your mouth and you think it's going to be that toxic, then why would you put it into your skin? It's as simple as that for anything. So we'll do that. We'll touch base a lot more deeper on that for probably the season mm-hmm. that we talk about skin or something. I don't know, yeah, nutrition. Or different beauty, you know, personal Beauty products, products. maybe. Personal products. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um, okay. So next thing we'll talk about would be uh, mattresses. And so... I just look, sorry, this whiteboard is hectic. <laughs> There's so much we want to touch base here. And so um, we want to talk about some mattresses next. Um, this is a big one. And so... Yeah, because there really wasn't um, a good option that we knew of in Australia for quite a long time. So we were just sleeping on um, a koala for a little bit there. And 
love the guys that made it, but it really does off gas because um, of the um, the the foam and the toxins that produces. So it's just yeah, number one. It's not ideal for the environment. Obviously, no, if you're using that ton of foam. foam. It's not like obviously quality made of petrochemicals. Yeah, and it's again the mattress industry is like so lucrative, mm. and there's a lot out there. And so I remember researching a while back, and I, yeah, we've props used, for the innovation with the box and stuff. Yeah, the mattress in a box is great, and the affordability is pretty cool yeah, as well. And but, I can see how that um, is a sustainable option as well because it reduces um, transport costs and things like that. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, those things are great as well, but the, for us is like, we always look into the lens of like the health and what's optimal for the health and for the all body things. and all things as well, from the environment too. So we came across one recently that we personally sleep new. on now and it's relatively new to Australia as well. I mean, the rest of the world, the best to do is like just find research where I you can- I think one in the States is called avocado. Maybe, yeah, avocado, but look, I guess looking for an organic latex mattress that is probably the best for the environment and it's also pretty good ideal for the, for most mm. people, but- if you have a latex the one that we have is um called fern mattress so they're a fairly new company and that's why we couldn't find one for ages that was suitable that ticked all the boxes the only thing is that we've now learned from patrick is when they did um sensitivity testing with um, materials latex was one of the top things where he said 50 percent people they might not be allergic but they might be intolerant so that's something to keep in mind another thing what is also you know price how much you have to spend so if it comes between um a really toxic um uh, foam mattress then between that and the fern one that's about the same price say um koala versus fern about the same price you would want to go with the fern one um it's yeah gonna be much (laughs) (laughs) just to avoid the toxins obviously and um the environmental impact so for yourself and for the earth, it's going to be much better. They are a bit heavy. That's one thing to consider oh, as well. So heavy. If you have a lot of stairs like we did, you know, getting it up two flights of stairs. It's a lot of dead weight there. <laughs> pretty intense. But, but also, otherwise, it's... Yeah. Can I, I was going to say, mm-hmm. can I also touch base to that? It, it's also sleeps quite cool as well. So I found with the koala mattresses, I was getting extremely hot in the summer months as well, and I sleep very hot and very warm. So if you're in a warm environment, just I wouldn't like, recommend them at all. Mm. Um, and so all latex mattresses um, do breathe better, which is very key as well. And so we, that's like for us, it's like the fern latex mattress. Would be so they're made from the first step. Yeah, a natural rubber latex as well. Yeah. And then an organic cotton cover. So that was really key for us. But again, um, as Patrick mentioned, there is that intolerance or allergy for people. So in that case, and obviously, um, if you wanted the other benefits that Patrick outlined, um, the GeoVital mattress that has no toxic glues or anything, and that also is very breathable and it's very light, um, is a really good option as well. It is a foam mattress, but at least it's like they again you listen to the episode with Matt, um, with Patrick and the mattresses. You explain how the mattresses are made and how they're different to every other foam mattress out there mm, um, with the foam they use. Their own machinery, so they don't have um, any contamination with the toxins, and yeah, the glues and everything there. And so I was having Leo just jump on my leg just then and distract me. But I was going to say with the, the cost effectiveness there. So we found that if a best place to start would be for people with a fern latex mattress, they started at around about, I think for the queen size, better just over $1,000 for Australian $1,000. And then the GeoVital starts at around 2000 Australian dollars yeah. and goes up to around $7,000. So if you can go so. with GeoVital and you believe that will be more beneficial for you, definitely start there as well. It's just all comes down to your personal um, budget and preferences and if you know as well that you're intolerant or allergic. 
And honestly, they're the two mattresses we'd rec- only recommend for Australians. And then if in the rest of the world, maybe explore the other sort of organic mm, that options. Fit those that fit those metrics. Yeah. Otherwise, just wouldn't touch anything else and look for the things that like, say, if they have pocket spring coils in there, they're made of foam, are they like are they natural materials? Yeah. Um, again, the reason why springs, we went into this a bit, but obviously they're big conductors of electricity. So especially if you're not, you know, shutting down your whole bedroom, you definitely don't want a mattress with springs because it's just going to keep you lit up like a Christmas tree while you sleep. You won't get very good sleep. Speaking of Christmas, it's almost <laughs> Christmas, isn't it? It's crazy. Uh- <laughs> yeah. I want to get yourself one of these for Christmas, put it on your list. <laughs> um, and that leaves us into what we did as well at the same time was we looked into an optimal bed frame because of that same thing with metal. And also we wanted to have a really streamlined solution for our, um, and a really attractive solution as well, obviously us being aesthetically minded um, for an inclined bed, which we discussed with the episode with Andrew K. Fletcher. So we also, it was also important to us that it was sustainable and also toxin-free. And so that's why we went with a local carpenter who was making these beds um, that are based on a Japanese futon where it literally just is slats and it all slots in together like a little, um, what's the word, like a little cool um, jigsaw or Lego kind of thing. And yeah, he made that and he was actually able to get creative and with what we showed him of um, other incline beds out there that, by the way, super, super expensive. Um, Other incline beds or just other? Yeah. yeah. And um, mattresses and bed systems that, you know, do cater to those health benefits like incline and like being, um, I guess, toxin free. One comes to mind that's big in the health industry is Samina. Um, I mean, I had it on my wish list for a yeah, long time. Yeah, we both did. We're like, guess what we we're going to do together. We want to make money. And then we realized that for, I think, I don't even know, shipping aside, Indy did mm. a little bit of research and it was like starting at about $10,000. So like, shipping would be thousands. Yeah, shipping would be a lot to get here as well. I'm like, th- for $10,000, I'd want it to give me wings so I can fly. I'm like, that that kind of price, I'd want ridiculous amount of returns in my sleep. And I just can't justify that, nor believe it's possible. And we just learned that we could do pretty much a similar system um, that was going to be affordable for us, right? And accessible for us right now. So we didn't have to wait, I guess. So we got that custom made by a local carpenter, really lovely local carpenter. It was under, how cheap? It was under 500? Yeah, under 400, I think. There you go. So Around incredibly affordable. And it, it was flat packed, so it can ship Australia wide. And if you don't want the incline, you don't want to try that. Um, it's even cheaper. It starts from, I think, around 250. Yeah. Yeah. Again, that's and supporting local, which for us, and like it, mm. it, so many boxes ticked, so it has to be metal free. It's completely metal free, which is pretty rare to get these days. Usually, they have some sort of like metal sort of frame there. Whereas we got this created completely metal free, flat pack, so it's, it's so easy to transport in the car. And it, it was it, so affordable for us. Incredibly which was really affordable, yeah. Important again, at the time with the finances, we had to be very sort of um, yeah, frugal with. There are our definitely finances. other really good options out there that are beautiful custom made ones. Um, but yeah, we just saw that they were a lot more expensive for us, and this was the best option at the time yeah, yeah so we re- again we recommend that so much and th- again if you are in the rest of the world so not in australia because this does this can ship australia wide um with a carpenter which we'll put the show notes uh link in the show notes as well for that if you're in the rest of the world we'd highly recommend you go out and find a local carpenter and get something created with the same design that we have and we can send it through to you as well but mm-hmm. um yeah we find that it's just it's, it's unnecessary to be spending that ex- ex- excessive amount of money on say a bed frame so the ten thousand plus and like that just doesn't make any sense to me we can get close to the same results with yeah under under a thousand yeah 
so I guess most people, for me, it doesn't make any sense to go spending way more than that anyway. Um, but it's also important to spend um, some money on mm. to get the quality bedroom because your sleep is so key. And that's why we did it as the very first season, um, which also leads in. So we talked about the- Another thing we did at the time to sort of upgrade our bed environment was the bedding. Because of course, again, that's what your skin's sort of breathing into. Um, so we wanted to look at what were the- best quality natural materials that we could find and what i came to was actually what was it the um the best elkie and arc yeah elkie and arc so i think they're the best one of the best b corps out there so for those that don't know definitely look into what a b corp is but basically um they're very very famous for their organic bed and um flax um flax linen and organic cotton which is all um organic ecotech certified um got certified of course and they just happen to be as well b corp which does has um very good impact on the environment and community and that's what they sort of measure by australian too yeah they're yeah. australian so that was big for me as well so what do we get australian. i don't know any um, so. <laughs> it was um a sheet set that's belgian organic belgian flax linen and for the price you pay and you think of how much time you spend in bed, it's a really good investment because um, of how good a quality they are. And I think flax just really gets better as you wash it or the um, the linen, sorry, the flax linen. It just gets better with age. So that was really cool for me as well. And obviously it looks nice. <laughs> yeah, it looks really nice. And what was the um, the underlay we had as well? Was the oh, yeah. So um, as a mattress protector underlay, um, that was an Etitude um, bamboo one. And that was, again, I was just trying to look for, like, the the best quality in Australia um, and also uh, affordable, I guess, for us as well. So that's what I came across for that. And then the Duna was a bamboo one. Um, and, yeah, they're bamboo because they're really breathable, so good for um, summer and winter. It's meant to keep you um, warm in um, winter. For me, it was a little bit thin. I can't remember what the GSM was at. It was around like 300. It was sort of like a midweight one. And for me personally, that's a little cool. And I needed a little extra blanket. But for Dane, that's perfect, even yeah. in winter. Um, and obviously summer too. It's really good and breathable and obviously um, antimicrobial. Um, so it'll last a longer time without getting, you know, danky and needing to be washed so much. And, you know, in summer when people like Dane sweat a bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. So that's Sorry. good to know. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, just just things obviously like an organic cotton duna cover. Um, and another thing that I've really been looking into is um, getting more organic pajamas because, again, while you sleep, you don't want your skin to be breathing in any toxic dyes or chemicals in the um, in the fabric. And I know with or um, conventional cotton, it is really heavily sprayed, and those chemicals stay in the materials. So that's just something that I've been trying to, we've been trying to transition over to, obviously. It takes time because you don't want to just throw out all your standard clothes. Mm. But, also, but that's really something exciting to look into and support and get some really good quality. I was going to say also um, priority as well, because for us, it was like, we just, we gen, we slowly worked through these. It wasn't just like, we just went and threw everything out and then spent all this money on these things all at once. It was like a progression mm. over time. And so. the other thing is we never just throw things out when we do change or upgrade our bedroom. Um we did do that we made sure we you know sold it secondhand or gave it away to someone or donated it 
Yeah, that's it. And what are we talking about? So bedding, clothing. Uh, so next one's pillows. So this one's fascinating too. So I've had um, my fair share of pillows over the years. And I remember I've even bought pillows online, which seems insane because I don't know what they'd be like. But um, I think I had at the time in my 20s, I think for the last to be honest, the last 10 years, I've been experimenting with different pillows. And I've just had the same one. <laughs> I know, I'm jealous because I seem to have sort of problems with my pillow. That seems to be my issue at least, but having a lot of problems with the neck and sort of lower back pain, which are connected. And so, it's trying to find a pillow um, that, again, meets all the requirements as well. And so, having I found right recently um, through um, Dr. Peter Martoni as well, was that having a pillow, like most pillows should be designed to support the neck and not the head. And so, most of the pillows are quite sort of, they sort of push your head forward. And so, they it sort of, um, it has an effect on the neck, which in, intricately, intricately sort of um, um, combined with your lower back as well. So, if you have neck pains and lower back pains, they're obviously connected or vice versa or one or the other. And so, I've been experimenting with a bunch. I've done latex pillows. I've done normal cotton pillows. I think I'm on a basic feather pillow like Indy now. I've done a buckwheat pillow. That one was good for a period and then just seemed to cause more harm and so i haven't really come Very across healthy, one but yeah. yeah like a healthy healthy option so i want to find one that is healthy because to be again if it's next to your mouth and i'm breathing in i don't I want it to be as natural as possible so i and we don't want to support like um unethical um down products as well it's just again finding that balance yeah so i'm trying to find that i, I mean i'm to correct maybe create something but looking for something that's like really like natural so maybe wool might be next option for me to explore but something i can actually sort of tuck under my neck is to support my neck and then sort of let my head sort of rest down a bit so you want like a nice you don't want your pillow to be pushing your sort of chin forward and like that will just obstruct your your breathing and multiple other sort of um your spinal cord as well when you sleep and so um the pillow one's been difficult to sort of navigate and i'm still exploring that and i guess open suggestions and see how people are um, if anyone does have have any success with any pillows but understanding too that you want to have a pillow ideally to support your neck so something that can really um, support your neck and then sort of let your head sort of lay flat almost ideally um i've even used a rolled up towel i remember at yours mm-hmm. back in um in armadale i used to have a rolled up towel under my neck and that again worked for a period of time but then I, as i like sort of tossed and turned throughout the night i'd find lying on my side it was just really like it was that's brutal the, that's trying the to sleep thing. On the towel. lying on your side you'll be tossing and turning more but sometimes lying on your side can be you know, it feels a lot safer, especially when you're cold. You want to sort of be cozied and tucked in or, um, you know, even we found like you sort of can fall to sleep quicker if you're with your partner there um, against them. So, yeah, sleeping position is a really interesting one because obviously for sleep, it's optimal to be on your back. So you're mm. not going to be tossing and turning so much. From like but a I spinal think, cord yeah, perspective, yeah. Um, from just and also breathing the, the airways as well. It's yeah. more evenly distributed. And that too. Um, but obviously this is going to vary with different times in the year and, um, you know, your own body. But I guess those are just some important factors to consider. The other thing that I just jogged my memory is because people were in Melbourne, a lot of people will use electric blankets. Um, so this is one of the things EMF wise, um, you really, really don't want in your bed um, in any form. And obviously you will never be able to then cut off the power to your bedroom if you're doing that. Um, so definitely just go old school and get a hot water bottle. 
um, that's best in water. I mean, loving the hot water bottles, <laughs> by the way. I, like, I never had – last time I had a hot water bottle must have been when I was like a kid. But then Indy's in, got me onto them throughout this winter and I'm obsessed with uh, – probably more than Indy now. Hot water bottles on the tummy or also on the lower it back. It just passes right just out. just right out. So that's a good cure for people in cold environments. That's um, key. But I find if you're in a warm environment, then it's like ice packs for me work really well. Yeah. So summertime, <laughs> I'm looking forward to having some ice packs. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty extreme. Like gets temperature. colder, gets hotter. But actually that. the sleeping position um, ties in perfectly with and it's something that we're going to try recently. Um, soon, actually, we're mm. looking into investing, which would be weighted blankets. So maybe we won't have to be in like that curled upside fetal position so much if we've got the weighted blanket. So that's something we're definitely going to try out and report back on because hmm. um, i think that we found too like un- understanding about sleep but also in positions we're looking to try and dig a bit further into that is that yeah, lying on your back as well is obviously ideal but i find that it's a lot easier for us when we have more weight on our on our sort of our chest and so that that gives us more safety and security to stay mm, there you do Whereas feel a bit vulnerable if in winter summertime i know that it's less i don't like, like to have like a sheet on me if not anything and so i find myself naturally feel more vulnerable being exposed open line that way and so primarily it makes sense um like ancestrally that we want to sort of kill over and protect ours sort of our bodies and be in a, like a safer position so in winter i'd found myself a lot more in the fetal position and killed up more as trying to sort of know safety and warmth i'm not sure what that was but we were quite curious about how that looks but the weighted blankets is what we're going to be experimenting with very soon maybe get ourselves one for christmas and see um an experiment with that and see how we go mm-hmm. and trying to find source the best quality one is too because there's, again there's heaps of weighted blankets mm-hmm. on the market we want to find one that's um organic and, and again, that's natural materials I guess that helps as well just calm calm you down having that weight um and your nervous system like it just provides that safety um, and going into that, another good tool is an acupressure mat, which is what Dane's used for ages and I've used on and off, I guess. She keeps but, stealing my acupressure yeah. mats, so I'm going to have to buy her one soon. Uh, it's a little, they're like, if people are not familiar with acupressure mats, they're like little spikes, almost like called a bit of nails. I'm and, always about being efficient and economical, not just having one to share. No, but she keeps stealing mine, so then I want to, I want mine to be able to sleep on, because I generally find myself, if I lie on, the, on my mat, I t- it'll knock me out. Um, it's very calming as well, so and people I just can- like to steal everything. Yeah, she loves to steal my stuff, so- Thinking, uh, on that. One acupressure oils. mat each, so again, we're trying to find the best natural material-based one as well. I think they vary in prices out there. Um, there's a few options we're going to try as well, and we can recommend that as well. That's in alignment with cost-wise and also sustainability, good materials that we sort of agree with. So um, I've had one experience with it. I use it quite – I don't use it every night. I like to sort of go on and off instead of just feel into when I mm, want to do it. And particularly sore or yeah, particularly a bit stressed. It helps to sort of um, – actually helps to relieve a little sort of muscle mm. strain as well. It's like land that. It's like, yeah, it releases a lot of endorphins and helps mm. you fall asleep well as well. So that's a good one too, acupressure mat. The other thing that's really good at calming down your system is uh, EFT or tapping. So I've used this a lot in the past where um, I really needed to pass out and my mind was racing. And it's just a really good tool to be able to do, you know, a five or 10 minute tap either, you know, just um, on your phone or your by yourself, um, like Brad Gates ones, tap with Brad. And he has 
different ones for sleep and they just really, really knock you down, knock you out. Sorry. Um, you probably won't be able to complete the whole thing because you'll be tapping in yourself and tapping because it's releasing energy just naturally makes you sleepy anyway. When you're doing this energy work, um, tapping on your ends and meridians called your acupressure points. So that just naturally has a very calming shifts into parasympathetic. Yeah, exactly. So, um, it's taking you out of your sympathetic, like fight or flight stress, um, stress response that we usually have, you know, thinking about all these things in our head before sleep that we got to go do, or we didn't do right. And so that can just, yeah, really help us again, drop, um, drop into that parasympathetic state ready for sleep. And it doesn't take very long at all. It might be just something you do for a period of time um, or, you know, you can have it in your evening routine and practice um, like I have for, yeah, quite a while. It was also really effective if you're someone that struggles with nightmares and you wake up from a really traumatic nightmare. All you have to do, you don't even have to say anything. You can just tap on those points. Um, Once you learn them, you'll know to just where to tap and you can do it even when you're half asleep and it will just bring your body back into that really um, really relaxed state and out of that, um, that stressed fight or flight state that it wakes up in or thinks it's in, in the dream. Speaking of stress states as well, <laughs> and that, I don't know, that's a terrible segue, but uh, essential oils as well. We want to touch base yeah. on that, that again, these are all these things we feel like they could even, they can quite easily have their own episode, but this, this seasons was blow out. And so we want to just touch base on them now and give people the chance to explore it for themselves. But essential oils as well, I think it's really cool um, to either diffuse in the bedroom or even yeah, around the house. We don't do that because um, obviously in the lounge room, we will at night, we'll change mm. over from like a more um, alive peppermint or something or orange or citrus to more of a lavender which is more relaxing and conducive um, to getting ready for sleep so that's what we try and do with the diffuser but what we actually do which is quite funny um when we go to bed is just i don't know is that a strong <laughs> whiff of lavender that's what we do yeah <laughs> like you you know just <laughs> taking a big taking a big sniff of the bottle yeah just, it sounds really funny but it's really effective just, you just block get one nose and then inhale <laughs> through like this lavender the actual essential oil just a jar of it sounds really bad but it's just really easy it's great and effective yeah. you don't have to get heaps of other you know carrier oils out and do all that it's just really quick and easy the olfactory sensors in the noses and the brain as well can that, that, that sort of assist with calming as well so we have a good sniff of, of um, lavender oil at night time that is, helps us a lot um we're on the home stretch now. <laughs> We're getting so close. So these last few things we want to touch based on as well. So the, um, this one's really cool that I actually had on my list um, when we were leaving living in Armadale was to get it went up to my number one is the most wanted list for wanted item for sleep and especially that was, last summer because we didn't have last summer. <laughs> it was brutal last summer here in melbourne and so it was the it's the chili pad so again if you're not familiar with that if people are um that's a it's sort of a device you put onto your bed and unfortunately you have to have power to it so if you want to have your power off to your room you have to run an extension cord out into another room and that was something that i was really wanted to get after having last summer going through incredibly hot nights um with the fan and ice packs going fortunately that's no longer on my like hit list so high up now because we have moved to the mountains and it's a lot cooler in this environment it's a lot mm. more trees it just won't get anywhere near as it hot. won't get anywhere near as hot so i can again the, the first option for people that do have like in hot environments or even have hot night sleeps um a really good option would to get like a 
a sort of a, um, an oscillating tower fan that I, which I got, which is quite inexpensive and you run an extension cord out, outside the room, obviously, so you don't have the power in your room. And that was quite nice to have on in like night mode. And it also had a timer as well. So I had the fan. I still use that now. And we use it through the warmer nights and that will just sort of, you can have a timer so it can turn off automatically after f- how long. And that sort of does the trick for me. It did a, an okay also job. ice packs, obviously. Is and that, thing. yeah, that paired with ice packs. So I have some. That was his own little DIY chili pack. Yeah. I mean, that was my DIY. Yeah. So ice packs and the fan was like a really good option. But uh, if I was live in a, let's say closer to the equator, I would definitely recommend in the chili pad, from, definitely for men as well. Because if, the, if yeah. your hormones are right, you should be sleeping. Most men will be sleeping so it's quite warm as they well. They are aware of EMFs as well. So they've made, I think, the newest version is. Yeah. I think um, all takes a, that into account. Yeah, I think it's quite low EMF. So there's a podcast with um, Luke's story. The founder talks about that, and um, that was that is a really good option. Again, that was like a thousand dollars, I think, for the the base one for the second version. It's so definitely not super accessible. It, yeah, it's not. not yeah, if you have the funds and if you live and you're very desperate, closer like to the equator, and you're desperate like I was, then yeah, absolutely, that's a great investment. But um, right now, we've moved to an environment so that I can save my money and just in an environment it's now. Very it's way intentional more. for him to live up. Yeah, I saved myself $1,000 by moving to the cold mountains. So that's awesome. Uh, then another thing we, again, we could do another episode and this completely yeah. was sleep tracking as well. It's so really this was big. something that was huge for me. And I had um, experienced the last four years of wearing the aura ring. And me about a year of wearing it. Yeah. So and you had it for about a year. I have, have I had it for we the very- We still have them, obviously. Yeah, we still have them. The, I had the original one, which is really big. And everyone, like, I'd, I'd wear that every day. I, honestly, I wore it almost every single day and night for four years. And maybe one or two nights I missed because the battery went out or something. But I had all this data I collected. And that was really important for me and the very early stages. But even when I was trying to optimize my sleep the mm. best I could was when, to see what things could work objectively. When and trying see- all these different things and all the other things that aren't in this list because they didn't work, you could objectively see that. Yeah. Which is really key. But also the other thing... And why we're not wearing them at the moment um, is that we want to get, we've gotten more in touch with how we're feeling subjectively. So in the morning, either whether that's writing it down in a sleep diary um, and thinking, I guess, about more ways that we, what didn't work or how we slept and stuff from a subjective standpoint has now been really useful, I guess, just as we more start to trust our own intuition um, and move away from that objective that data was, that it was really useful yeah it was great data to get and i guess for people that want to track the and it's very great for people to start off with to keep them accountable to going to bed on time and waking up and getting that data it's very rewarding it's very the rewarding. good scores yeah and even <laughs> when you're for consistently other things too, in the 90s resting heart rate for the hiv for mm-hmm. even movement so if people don't know then check out the the aura ring is the only one i would personally recommend because it, it can go into airplane mode where a lot of the other devices don't aren't that accurate as well Aura ring's not that accurate still, but it still gives as you the closest. You can get exactly, sleep, basically. For a um, device. And as Patrick has mentioned in the past, the Aura ring is still a battery. So eventually you want to move away from it because it still have a battery um, hooked up to your body 24-7. So. I think it's, it's a great tool. Yeah. Just like sort of tracking your um, what you eat is like a great sort of temporary short-term tool or to give you great insight. In, if you're making any sort of changes and adjustments and experimenting with these things, like it is great to be able to see that so you can sort of know what worked and what didn't. 
but at the same time, it might not, or it might not give you like full feedback on what That's is going true. on. So it's I only feel, a certain number of metrics. And that was the reason why I recently I shared a post not long ago about saying why I stopped wearing the aura ring and everyone asks, everyone asked me like, oh, why? I know what's going on. So that the, the reason why is that I got so obsessed, um, even in the early days of my aura ring, I was so obsessed with so getting my obsessed. optimal data. Um, even with India when she first, when we first met, I was like, I wouldn't go out at night. I, I couldn't let her, when I'd go to bed, if she was at like my parents' place and like, I got to get my <laughs> like sleep. Push me out I got to get my sleep in my nineties. So I got really obsessed with my objective data and so i then um it got to a point where i started to just, i really sort of felt into like no i need to subjectively feel into and be more connected to myself as my body and my body mind and spirit and everything as well get more into intuitive of that and not just rely on some objective data and, and give me that determined sort of my because, um, again science is only as good as it's up to and it will just continue to evolve and it's it's still in the new phases of learning about how we can monitor sleep in this way. And yeah, it's just only a certain number of metrics and it's not the be all and end all of your sleep. How you feel is so much more important. So if you can sort of incorporate that and move a bit more away of that scientific materialism that we get so obsessed with um, at times, it's in the long term probably going to be more beneficial um, and you'll know what to change and what doesn't work and what does work for your body in the long run. Yeah. So again, Aura Ring, awesome for a, we recommend for a short-term tool, um, but to be conscious not to be like just relying on that for like a long period of time as well. And we can sort of coach, again, part of our coaching to be getting people to get like using these tools effectively and but not relying it's, on it's it. it's also not like the cheapest option as well. I think that's like an important factor. Like it's good to invest in these tools if you have the money, but it's again, it would be cheaper to make a sleep journal like to buy or make a sleep journal. Yeah. And ultimately that will get you more connected with your body anyway. So that's what we, again, inexpensive, but it's a little, it's not as, um, as I guess sexy as yeah. having a ring that gives you all this cool data as well. Yeah. So. And if you're training, that's another good aspect. It really tells you when you might need to take it easy and not just keep pumping it all week. You know, like, um, mm. people want to just train five days a week where, or can tell you that, you know, you might not be fully recovered. So that's a really useful tool as well. Cause you might also be, you know, burning the candle at both ends and not realize it or just want to override that. So if you have something that's outside objectively because you're overriding your own um, instincts, your own body's internal instincts, because you have this idea that, um, you know, you need to be doing something a certain amount of times to achieve this goal or result, it might actually be counterproductive for you. And so that's another way that Aura can really help. I think we've banged on enough about Aura and sleep tracking now. <laughs> uh, the last few things we want to touch base on before we just finish up just here. and Plugging all the I passages. feel like this is going to like blow people's heads off how much stuff we're just rattling off to them. So again, 0.5 speed probably help you um, get a better grasp of this or just check out the show notes and we have the links anyway. But earplugs as well. So earplugs that people that want to experiment with are great because in your environment with um, noises I found in Armadale, earplugs are mm, really beneficial for me. in the city. In the city environments. Yeah, it was key. Out here, I don't find I need them at all. Also, if your woman gets smaller, women-sized earplugs. Yeah, if you're a woman, or if you have my ears, I have tiny ears, apparently. So, because um, otherwise they hurt me, and they also just like popped out as well. Yeah, so getting some like try and experimenting with earplugs if you're in an environment that's um sort of I guess noisy, that would be something to again. It would help me a lot with my sleep was having the the blackout curtains mm. when we were in the apartment, yeah. and the earplugs are really beneficial okay. for me. So that was great. Another thing too, I've learned, I've experienced experimented over the years um was mouth taping and so this might seem weird for people um but other people again like this is i think it was patrick McEwen in his book the oxygen advantage that i read 
and I recommend as well. He talks about mouth taping. So taping the mouth at nighttime is really crucial because you should ideally day and night should be breathing through your nasal passages only and your mouth should be only for speaking Just and eating. Just like some paper medical tech. Yeah, tape. so the 3M tape, we can give you the link, the one we use as well. It's quite inexpensive. I don't use it consistently, but Dane... I use it occasionally, yeah. It helps, helps with your snoring? Right? Yeah, I don't know. Well, maybe it makes it worse than apparently. You say <laughs> yeah, I yeah, snore with it on still, but... Yeah. Um, the I ma- think it helps as well because I'm a mouth breather while I sleep. Then yeah. I'll wake up and Dane's like, oh, your mouth was creepily open. Your mouth breather. So, That's from yeah. Stranger Things. People learn that term anyway, but yeah, mouth taping was something cool to people who want to experiment with too i remember like back in the day when i was at um when i was living at home i'd i go to bed lie on my acupressure mat i'll take my mouth i put my eye mask on put my earplugs in and i even put my last thing that i recommend is a nasal, nasal dilator um check out the brand mute um we can get the again link in the show notes um but that was really cool because that actually sort of expand the um the nasal passages to help more sort of airflow because if i if you're breathing if you're blocking your mouth with mouth taping, um, people might feel constricted if they can't really get proper airflow. So what can help with that would be obviously the black cumin oil, which can help sort of increase the, sort of the airways as well and keep it clear. But also the nasal dilator on the brand Mute was really cool to keep the, the nasal passages clear. And so um, having the mouth taped pairs in really well with the nasal dilator that I tried out. So I had all these tools. I still use them occasionally. It's when I, I feel into the, what I feel like and I can try each night and experiment, but I'm not doing it like religiously every single night. All these tools are sort of, they, they all part of the, um, the tool kit. And it'll all be different for everyone as well. Exactly. We're also different and got our own like health challenges or, um, you know, different types of bodies won't work, um, for different things. So yeah, yeah, that's why. We really, really encourage you to just, you know, try one, whatever, you know, you feel called to do, whatever um, piques your interest and just go from there. Either, you know, make sure you do track it as well if you can, if you have time. It doesn't have to be long, but just even quickly jotting down something the, you know, in the morning of how you slept can be really insightful. So we'll have all these products we'll also have on our website as well. We'll have it in the show notes. And so that another thing for people, they want to reach out to us or if they even want to get like coaching from us as well, that we can help people through um, this whole massive list. And this and is one just- thing we didn't really touch on is an eating routine. That's something that's mm. is how you can sort of tie all these things in and be consistent if you're trying to make these positive changes with your lifestyle. For your yeah. Health creating habits behind this as well. But then again, that comes down to how, and that's our mm-hmm. sort of coaching, which we can help people through because it's very personalized and it's very individual. And so we find these as tools that people can just start experimenting with today. But if they want to go through, like a bit deeper as well, we do offer the coaching to help people through this whole process. And this isn't just everything for sleep. This is just, we found some of the most foundational elements mm-hmm. to sleep. And we'll most likely we'll go- applicable to everyone. Yeah. And we most likely will go deeper again into another season on sleep down the track. But for starters, we found these are the, like the, as we say, lowest hanging fruit and the most foundational elements to apply to sleep. And so that would be a really- um, yeah, these elements are just all worth yeah. just what resonates with you and what. And we just want to really say we're so grateful for you listening to our first season on sleep. It's been really eye-opening, and we've loved having the guests, and we're so grateful to um, have yeah you as listeners. So thank you, thank you for tuning in and listening. Yeah, it helps us 
keep afloat <laughs> and keep optimistic because seeing like the um the downloads come through and it's um it means a lot to us that yeah. the people actually and if you feel that this benefits you in any way and like just by sharing this and giving us a review really helps us out a lot to continue to do this um give this work and really get um some great people on board to share and so that might lead perfectly into our next season that we want to um that we're sort of working on now we want to release season two and so do you want to let people our listeners know what season two topic will be about indie season two is a big one because it's probably going to be hard to condense it just into one season but we're going to try it's going to try and cover all areas of nutrition and this is something that's going to be really different people we're not going to go into you know fad diets and all the different diets we're just going to go into um I guess what makes sense for m- most people because again you really are your own person individual and you need to try different things out for yourself but we're not into people going on diets we're into people having the most optimal nutrition that they can um in this day and age with what they have available so yeah we're really excited to have some- talking about organic biodynamics <laughs> we have some great people on board as well so we're doing the best to sort of get that together yeah because and- nutrition really starts in the soil mm. so we might even go into a bit of farming yeah indy's favorite she's a big <laughs> big farmer in the backyard right now so and gardening <laughs> yeah, so I think that's pretty much compasses everything that we want to share in terms of um, what we have coming up and stay tuned for that season and be coming very soon. And we'll, um, we will be sharing more on our social platform, Instagram. Yeah, we'll try not to well. have too big of a break, but it might be that we have a break over um, now till Christmas, you know, till the new year. Really? <laughs> we'll see how we go. <laughs> People run away from us now. <laughs> that long of a break. But, but we'll have sure. some pre- some trailers and previews, you know, to get you. And now some giveaways as well, competitions. Yeah, we'll be having that. Yeah. Exactly. So based on we Stay have tuned of, on Instagram because we yeah. will be doing a giveaway to celebrate this first season on sleep. Yeah. So again, head to our website, livelistically.com.au and that has all the, I guess, all the, um, the store, the podcast that has everything else. Our contact is reach out and we can... Um, all links to our Instagram. All links to Instagram. Exactly. Yeah. So again, we appreciate you guys listening to season one of sleep and this is, um, yeah, quite Thank surreal. Thank you so much. Just appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to be here. If you've enjoyed the show, please let us know by leaving a review on iTunes and sharing it with others, which will help us bring you more episodes like this. And if you'd like to learn more about us or what's been mentioned, head over to liveholistically.com.au forward slash podcast for all the show notes or find us on Instagram at liveholisticallyau. Until next week, be well and take care.